My favorite topic is here. Listen, I've been itching to get to this topic, bro. It's going down. We are talking our top 32 quarterbacks for the upcoming 2022-2023 season. It's going down. Okay, we're going to do 32 through 27 and just go around. And then we're going to follow it up. We're going to do another one. We're going to do 27 through 21. Our top 32 quarterbacks into the season. And Zach, we did it last year. Not going to lie. We had some highs and lows. I know I did for sure. I had some highs and lows. But you know what? That's why we do a list like this because we know it's going to bring the base. We know it's going to be guys that we ranked higher than where we should have or ranked lower than where we should have. And that's why we do a list like this. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start this one off by saying my criteria before I actually get into my list here. You know, basically how I broke my list down is as follows. Um, starting with projections. How do I feel you're going to be this upcoming season? Where are you going to rank? When it comes down to the top 10, where are you going to be in MVP voting next year? So that's kind of like how it's formulated to some capacity. Also, starter or projected starter. I project you to be a starter, so you're going to be ranked. So since I'm doing my top 32 quarterbacks, if you're on the bench, I can't rank you, bro. How are you going to be a top 32 quarterback and you're not playing? So I had to project. You don't have to be a starter now, but if I project you to be a starter come September, then we'll get into that too as well. And a rookie can make the list if we project him to be a starting quarterback, you know, going into the season. But, Zach, before I even get to my list, I want to start here, and I want to see if you want to respond to it, you as well as you, um, Zay. And I want to start off with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo particularly. And I'm going to do this a little bit different. The reason why I want to start off with those two quarterbacks is because right now they are not starters, projected starters. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is going through what he's going through in Cleveland. And Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the 49ers roster. We don't know what's going on with that. But starting with Baker Mayfield, right? My question is, do you think he will be a starter? Do we think he will be a starter? If so, where? And if we want to rank him, if we don't have him ranked because of that projected starter is him or not, where should he be ranked? So I want to start off with him. And um, Zach, I actually throw it to you to um, talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit. Yeah, one thing I wanted to say before I hit on any of it is it's it's officially list season in the NFL. There's always that month or two time span where all the trades, all the offseason moves are done. Obviously, uh, camps are wrapping up and we're about to hit summer vacation. And uh, on shows like this, it's always uh, brings out the great debate to bring out a list. So obviously, I'm uh, really looking forward to doing this as usual. Um, I think with Baker, it's interesting. Um, for a while, I did think that the most likely path for him this offseason would be to take that Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston route uh, after struggling last season, just take a spot on the bench. And I don't want to say humble yourself, but I do think if Baker had a better reputation right now, he would be on a team. And I think the Browns and obviously the moves they made have a lot to do with that as well. Uh, but I do think that the report came out today with uh, Carolina possibly being interested. I think that them in Seattle were really the only two uh, likely landing spots. And with Jimmy G, it's interesting because I think there's no sh real shot that he gets traded to Seattle in division. I don't think the 49ers would do that. So we're getting a little low on options. I do think Carolina is a solid spot for Baker. They have talent with McCaffrey, hopefully healthy DJ Moore, And I do think that he can beat Sam Darnold in a quarterback competition. That's fair and square. Uh, so I think it will be interesting to see uh, what ultimately happens with him. I didn't rank him for the same criteria just because, you know, 
kept it simple, just went with the 32 projected starters, but we could edit this list a bit throughout uh, when we get closer to the season. And uh, with Jimmy G, I'm fascinated because that shoulder surgery, I think it held back his market a bit. I do think that he is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. I think Baker Mayfield is as well, but with Jimmy, it's interesting because if Carolina gets Baker, like Cleveland, is that where he's going to go? Is that the best spot? I think it is. So uh, yeah, Jimmy G, uh, he's won some playoff games over the, uh, over the past few years. So uh, definitely an interesting debate for sure. Yeah, I think um, before Zay get in here, I'm going to throw Zay a question here to get him warmed up in a minute. I think when it comes to Baker Mayfield first off, I think, you know, um, there's a reason why he's not on a roster. It's more complicated when you talk about his contract and then also the locker room. I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they actually are Xing each other out because, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, some teams may want to see if he gets released and some teams may want to see if Baker gets released. So I think they're actually exiting each other out right now. But I do agree that if you're Carolina, as much as I do not like Baker Mayfield on the show and everybody who watched the show know that by now, um, I still think he's a better quarterback than Sam Donald for sure. And I think if you're, you know, the Panthers, do you want to take on Baker Mayfield and have to pay Baker Mayfield? And you're also trying to, you still got to pay um, Sam Donald because you gave up the assets to get him, it's fascinating. But if you want to win, I think Baker Mayfield surely is an upgrade from Sam Donald. So I think that's the logical fit for me. When it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, I think there's two ways this can go. If he gets traded, the Browns are the only team I see right now that fits because they can get him for a one-year rental. Let's say Deshaun Watson, the NFL comes down with the hammer on a Deshaun Watson suspension, and he gets a full season. Well, now... Okay, you got a one-year rental. A guy that's proven with the right roster, he can win games, get you to the playoffs. If he gets cut, I think now if you're Seattle, maybe you lurk around and you bring in a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who knows that division all through and through, inside and out, and knows the opposition team that you're rivals with, which is obviously the 49ers. So I think you will make that move as well. That would be the smart move to make. So um, if I had to rank Baker Mayfield, because I didn't have him ranked, because of the criteria, I would rank him in between 24 and 25. Right there at the bottom, um, a little bit higher than your worst quarterbacks, but right there. I don't think he's a number one pick, clearly, but I think he's decent enough to win you some games, and I think he's bad enough to lose you some games. I think Baker Mayfield is a very interesting quarterback for all the reasons we just discussed. But if I had to rank him, I'll put him 24-25. If I had to rank Jimmy G, I will put him 17 and 18, right in that mixture, because he got me to an NFC Championship. He got me to a Super Bowl, and he's proven that he is the best game manager of this decade. He may be the GOAT game manager quarterback of all time, honestly, when you think about it. So that's my thoughts. Zay, if you have anything you want to chip in in talking Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo, go right ahead. I think, I mean, I think I'm pretty much mentioning a lot about Baker and Jimmy. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield in a situation where I guess the contract is not the issue because right now I think that's the biggest thing is his contract is really high. So that's why teams are kind of shying away from him. But if the contract was not an issue and the Browns are willing to, for whatever reason, take some of the money on a trade in that con in that, during that contract, I think Seattle's the best place for him because of all the weapons over there. Uh, but it's looking like Carolina's going to be the destination, which is not a terrible destination either because Baker could really 
um, do some things over there with the receiving core that they have and the young guys that they have on that team. They do have a really young and up-and-coming defense that's that's astounding. That's, um, interesting in Carolina. I would like to see how that um, comes into fruition. And then, you know, their, their biggest issue is the running back, you know, health. You know, I mean, we all know McCaffrey is a guy who is dominant, but when he's not on the floor, he's not on the field, you know, that team does look very lackluster. You know, when he McCaffrey was on the field, we saw what he was doing with Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold was actually looking somewhat decent for a little while, but then once he got hurt, we all saw the Sam Darnold we all grown to love. So um, I think for me, uh, when we talk about rankings, we talk about Jimmy G and Baker, I think if Jimmy G was to start, I have him around the top 15 quarterbacks, and then Baker Mayfield will be around the top 20. I don't really have a, a number per se, but I think that'll be amongst the list because 15 for Jimmy G, like you stated, he knows how to win games. If Jimmy G somehow could stumble upon a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, that team would be a lot better than what they are right now, and that team will, will see what they really made over Jimmy G as, as at the quarterback in that spot we know we're good coaching with um, uh, all around good roster on defense uh, you know an outstanding defense excuse me and then you know Najee Harris being the running back that he is uh Baker Mayfield top 20 he's a guy that I think similarity to Jimmy G where when he has a good roster around him he knows how to win he knows how not to lose the game you know he's a guy that, that can help them win games when the roster's healthy and all around them kind of guiding him in a sense towards a victory and I think that's why I put my top 20. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Anyway, let's move right on to the list here. 32 to 27. I'm going to give y'all my 32 to 27 right now. And let's stay in Carolina. I'm going Sam Donald at 32 as my projected starter for this team. Look, I think there's a reason why they were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Because they wanted an upgrade at the quarterback spot. Just like the Browns wanted the upgrade. They were fortunate that, you know, they sweetened the deal. And Watson chose them. A lot of people said, you know, well, the Browns are the Browns. Well, nah, the Panthers are the Panthers. They was in the sweepstakes, bro. The Falcons are the Falcons. They was in the sweepstakes, bro. Matter of fact, 13 teams wanted Deshaun Watson. He just chose the Browns. And right now, it's unfortunate from the Panthers that they got to be stuck with um, the level of incompetence with Sam Donald. I don't think he's any good. I think college-wise, he was inconsistent then, and that should have been the red flag. And teams decided to not wave the red flag on him. They drafted him, the Jets to be particular here, and he just never got it right. And whether or not he had any flashes of potential, we'll never know because I think right now his confidence is shot. You know, you get traded from the Jets. You're supposed to have a bounce back here. It didn't go well. I think his confidence is way too out of the NFL universe for us to try to bring that back to get some level of decency with Sam Donald. I got him at number 32. And I think if you're Robbie Anderson, it's unfortunate because you may be stuck with Donald or Mayfield. I think you will rather be stuck with Mayfield than Donald for sure. But um, if you stuck with Donald, then guess what? Retirement may come early. I got Sam Donald at number 32. At number 31 and at number 32, one more point I want to make about Sam Donald. If Matt ruled the world, okay, he will have a starting quarterback on the scene right now. I just want to add that little fly line right there. At number 31, I'm going to go with Mr. Locke, Drew Locke, at number 31. Last year's ranking, I had um, Drew Locke at number 32, so he moved up a spot. Congratulations. You, you know, 31. Congratulations you, on all your success. Yeah, right? <laughs> Woo! Wow! One spot up. Drew Locke, listen, man, it's unfortunate that I got to do Drew Locke this dirty because I like Drew Locke. You know, you can argue I'm one of the guys that politics for Drew Locke. The guy has all the physical attributes that you want 
from a quarterback the size the physical gifts the strong arm the mobility he has it i just don't know if he has the intel and the intellect to go through progression to make the right play to not play hero ball and to make the right decision now the one point i would say with you lock and the one good that could come out of this seattle's still a mystery what do seattle want to do are they really into Drew lock like they say they are right can this outdated philosophy that outgrew russell wilson can it be the savior for Drew lock and that's one question that could be answered because when you have running game when you have the running game and you have Rashard penny and you drafted a running back and the offensive lines that you drafted during the draft it tells me that they're going to ground the pound and maybe that's best for Drew lock maybe it wasn't good for russell wilson he wants to air it out he believed in his talent he got the deep ball but maybe it's better for Drew lock to make the right play to run the football play action where he actually excels in maybe that can save Drew lock but unfortunately i have to see it to believe it i got him at number 31. at number 30 i'm gonna go with marcus mariota at number 30. i think um first of all last year i didn't even have him ranked because he was a backup you know it's gonna be interesting mariota is one interesting cat right there because oregon one of the best college careers collegiate careers they was heisman trophy you know national championship appearance and it never really panned out in the NFL, whether it be injuries, whether it be inconsistency, whether you can argue the Titans wasn't tailored to fit Mariota's skill set. You know, I think the Raiders did a good job of having him come and get some action in, you know, where he's not literally on the bench throughout the year. I saw him in some Wildcat plays. I saw him in a game that Derek Carr could not play against the Chargers, and he came, played the whole game, threw for 314 yards. He looked fairly decent in that game. That's where Mariota is at his best, when he's running, when he's using you know wildcats when he's passing the ball after that you know the run to set up the pass that's when he's better ironically arthur smith and him is going to be reunited can arthur smith do what makes mariota feel comfortable and not what makes arthur smith comfortable is my key thing here and we all know they built a basketball team on offense and jake london 6-5 byron edwards another guy that's a big dude kyle pitts another big dude right there that's a basketball team i don't know if that's the team that i want around marcus mariota because of what i know he's good at but we'll see how that works i got marcus mariota number 30 can this be the time where he excels is this the right fit we'll find out come september at number 29 i'm gonna go with another hawaiian brother and that's to a tug of aloha at number 29 you know last year's ranking i had him 25. listen mike mcdaniels put a track team together on offense so the falcons they put a basketball team together on offense you can argue mike mcdaniels put a track team together on offense listen this is all about tua i have never seen a team give a quarterback as much as the Dolphins did these last two seasons honestly for Tua to succeed I think if Tua doesn't succeed this year it's not because the Dolphins here it's not Mike McDaniels Tua it's you my brother so I think um when it comes to Tua I gotta see that Alabama flair I gotta see that Alabama swag I don't see that Alabama swag no more I see that jet lag like nah bro like I'm, I'm lagging right now he gotta pick it up you know the arm strength is not there clearly but if this system could be tailored to help him grow and get back to form Tyreek Hill is going on a politicking tour for him 
Mike McDaniels opened up his arms to him. He has the right support system, the right surrounding system, but can he play? We'll find out come September again. I got him at number 29. At number 28, I'm going to go with Jared Goff at number 28. Last year, I had him number 31. I have him three spots higher. I think he has moments where I think he could do some things. You know, he's not a terrible quarterback. If you put the right roster around him, he could win you some games. He could lose you some games. He doesn't like to be blitzed. That's always been a caveat to his game. He's very terrible against the blitz. And that's one of the reasons why they got rid of him. Um, the Rams there and why they upgraded at the quarterback spot and why they ultimately won themselves a Super Bowl. No fuss. You got the lines. You have a chance to, you know, get your career back on track. And I think um, right now, listen, Zach, I talked to you the last couple episodes about the lines and where I feel they are right now and where they're trying to be. They're building a team that's going to be a powerhouse. But it's unfortunate that Jared Goff more than likely won't be there to see that powerhouse grow. It's almost like Mo the King. I know we'll get there to the promised land. I may not be there with you, but we're going to get there. That's Jared Goff. He ain't going to be there. But he could have a good year this year if he puts his mind to it. He has the roster. But still, I don't think he's a guy that I want fourth quarter, one minute left to go in the game, win me this game. So I got him at number 28. At number 27, I had this guy ranked nowhere last year because this guy was nowhere on nobody's radar i had him ranked lower initially when i first did my list and then i had to tweak it i had to watch some highlights and say yo this guy can play let me see a little bit more but he can play and that's davis mills i got him at number 27 look i think when you look at this guy he has a nice spiral he has a nice swag he can throw the ball deep he's improving with his deep ball accuracy listen I didn't want to believe it because of the Texans. Oh, I found my quarterback. Nah, no. You're just saying that because you lost to Sean Watson. Well, Lil, would you watch some highlights, please? Well, I did. I'm like, yo, this guy can play some football, bro. Watch out for Davis Mills having a decent year this year. And I know it may sound cliche, but let's look at the numbers. Davis Mills in his last five games finished with a 92 touchdown to interception ratio, a 102.4 passer rating, completed 20 of his 42 passes of 20 more yards. Of air yards, kick and play. Translation, I got him at number 27. So to recap my 32 to 27 list of quarterbacks at number 32, I got Sam Donald, old man Sam. At number 31, I got Drew Locke, TikTok, Tom's ticking. At number 30, I got Marcus Mariota from Minnesota, even though he's not from there. At number 29, I got Tua turning the ball over. Um, at number 28, I got Jared Goff. At number 27, I got Davis Mills. Zach, the mic is yours. All right, well. Always great doing this list. Uh, it's always, as you said, brings a lot of debate to the show, uh, stuff we stand for. So without further ado, let's do it. Um, at number 32, I'll have Drew Locke, the same uh, spot you had him last year. I just don't know how, if the Seahawks are 100% serious on trying to win this year, which I know Pete Carroll is, he's not getting any younger. He will want to win this year a thousand percent. I don't know about their front office, but Pete Carroll is going to want to win at all times. And I just don't think Drew Locke is going to be your guy if you want to accomplish that. Seattle still has some talent. Well, Metcalf, Lockett, Penny, uh, have Jamal Adams on defense, but still Drew Lockett quarterback. He had talent around him in Denver. 
I just cannot really see this working out. I know Pete Carroll said he thought highly of him when he was drafted. He has some nice physical attributes. But yeah, I've never been a huge Drew Locke guy. Uh, I will have him at number 32. At number 31, well, for this part of our list, it, it, a lot of the same names, but you didn't have either quarterback from this team, and that is the Steelers. I will have Mitch Trubisky at number 31. And I do think that Mitch Trubisky is going to start week one for the Steelers in training camp. That's how it's looked for the majority or in OTAs. Uh, that's how it's looked like for the most part. Um, and Pickett is going to have the opportunity to win the job. And I, to put this out there, I think the Steelers should start Kenny Pickett. He's 24 years old. He played four years of college. He is going to have uh, some experience to, to gain and learn from, but I think the situation he, he is in fits him well with Najee Harris running the ball with some talented receivers with a really talented defense. I think he could be that Mac Jones type, but Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter week one. A lot of these teams like to go with the veterans. It's not the strategy I agree with personally. I like throwing the kids out there right away, letting them learn, especially when they're as experienced as Kenny Pickett is. And um, yeah, I've never been a huge Mr. Trubisky guy. We saw what happened to him in Chicago. I will have him at number 31. At number 30, I will have Daniel Jones, uh, a guy that I think hasn't necessarily gotten the, the proper end of the stick in New York. Pat Shermer had no idea what he was doing. Joe Judge got even worse. He's never had an offensive line. And I do think Brian Dable is going to put Daniel Jones in some favorable situations. But I think the Giants might just bottom out for this year. I don't necessarily know if they had that many guys on their current roster that they could build with, the quarterback included. Uh, and Daniel Jones, I do think he's going to be a solid backup in the NFL for the next 10 years. I think if you if you need him to win a game or two, he's possible of doing that. But I don't know if uh, Daniel Jones in New York for the long term is going to work out. I'll have him at number 30. I'll have Sam Darnold at number 29. I'm holding out some hope on him just because I still think he's a talented player. I still think there's talent around him. And the Panthers bringing in Ben McAdoo, a guy who I totally understand was not a good NFL head coach. But I remember vividly when he first got to the New York Giants and became their offensive coordinator, Eli Manning's career had a little bit of a renaissance. He had that two, three-year stretch where he was finishing in the top 10 in the NFL in passing. That's when Odell Beckham really came onto the scene. And Carolina has some playmakers on this team with McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. I think it's the last ride for Matt Rule in Carolina. It's the last ride for Sam Darnold. So I'm holding out some hope, uh, not that much hope. I will have him at number 29. I will have Marcus Mariota, a guy you mentioned, Will, at number 28. And I will say this. I'm a huge fan of Arthur Smith and his ability as a head coach. I've always wanted, uh, liked him going back to his Titan days. I wanted the Jets to hire him, uh, bringing in an offensive mind a few years ago. But I think it's not really spoken about enough that this Falcons team last year, one of the worst rosters in the NFL, Matt Ryan's contract, gone, let go, off the books. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. Julio Jones paid him way too much money. He broke down. See ya. The Falcons were in salary cap hell last year. And somehow Arthur Smith comes in and still finds a way to win seven games with a washed or a Matt Ryan that looked washed. Uh, I think he'll be better this year in Indianapolis. Uh, and now with Marcus Mariota, I agree. I think 
He had some moments in Oakland. He obviously hasn't lived up to the hype as that number two overall pick former. But in Atlanta, I think it's a favorable situation for him. This team is going to play very physical, which I love as that mindset. Attacking the point at the line of scrimmage, playing physical with Cordero Patterson running the ball, London and Pitts and Edwards having those big pass catchers. I think the Falcons are going to be maybe better than some people think. And I think Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota have a lot to do with that. Finally, at number 27, I'll make this clear. The reason why I have this quarterback this low is not all his fault. I think his situation has a lot to do with it. And that's Justin Fields. I'm nervous for this guy this year. I don't know that I could say confidently that Justin Fields is going to have a good season because I think there's a good chance the Bears are one of the three worst teams in the NFL based on everything around him. There is no lot of talent on offense. I like Darnell Mooney, but him as your number one receiver, I don't know if that could work. Cole Komet at tight end hasn't really done anything that stood out, and they hired a defensive coach in Matt Eberflus. I still never really understood that hire. When you have a young quarterback in Justin Fields, you want an offensive guy to develop him. So I'm just nervous for Justin Fields and the situation he's in. So to recap, I'll have Drew Locke at 32, Mitch Trubisky at 31, Daniel Jones at 30, Sam Darnold at 29, Marcus Mariota at 28, and uh, Justin Fields at 27. Zay, you got any thoughts, bro? You want to respond to the first set of our list? And if so, what's on your mind? So, Lil, on your list, I am extremely shocked that you have uh, Daniel Jones over five quarterbacks in the NFL. I actually want to ask you, why do you believe uh, Daniel Jones will be, I guess, better than what he's shown us this season? Because I think the kid can play. You know, I think the kid can play. When I watch him and I just study him and just look from the eye test perspective of the skill set, you know, comparing his skill set to other guys and putting his body in other uniforms, I, I say he's a better quarterback than what he has shown because of where he's at. You know, I think when you when you look at him, he knows how to run. He's very mobile. He can throw the ball deep. He can make the throws, but he never had an offensive line. He never had a lot of the things that it takes to surround a quarterback in a successful surrounding to get him to be up to par from where he was drafted. So I, that's kind of my reasoning for to have him higher. I just think he's better than those guys that I named. Now, let me ask you, this season and this season alone, do you think he is in a, a much more favorable oh, situation yeah. than years past? Oh, yeah. I really do think that Brian Dable and um, the offensive coordinator over there is really kicking something up. You know, these are guys that I trust because when you show that you can build a quarterback up, and I know Josh Allen's skill set and Daniel Jones' skill set is totally different, but um, when there's a track record of you being able to up guys' play, and I have to take you for that, and I have to kind of just project and, 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 and trust you to do it until you show me that you can't. And I think Brian Dable and the philosophy that I'm hearing from his words from OTAs doing research and how they're looking the offense and how they are letting Daniel Jones be free. And uh, Zach, um, do you believe that Mitch Trubisky could potentially have some upside being in a Mike Tomlin system, a team that has a way better I guess, look than when he was first, uh, last, excuse me, a starting quarterback on the Chicago Bears. I think he'll be better uh, no matter how many games he plays. You know, I think he's in with experience. He's in a much better situation. I think uh, sitting out last year in Buffalo helps him long term. But the Steelers drafted Kenny Pickett for a reason. This guy is older for a rookie quarterback. And I think putting Kenny Pickett into start, that's not a bad situation for him because of the talent around him. Mike Tomlin as a head coach 
And Kenny Pickett almost won the Heisman last year. He led the University of Pittsburgh, who's not historically a very good football program, to an 11-win season and a couple bad quarters away from a college football playoff berth. And uh, I just think the Steelers invested in this guy for a reason. I don't think he's a guy that's going to like learn so much from sitting when he's already played four years of college football. He's older. And like, what I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to like be a successful player based necessarily on his physical attributes. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to outwork out tough and outplay everyone. And I think he's ready to do that right now. So um, I think the Steelers would be better starting Kenny Pickett week one. That's how my philosophy usually is with the rookie quarterbacks, throw them in right away, learn, give yourself as much evidence as you can for the ultimate decision you're going to have to make on a, on a contract uh, following the initial uh, rookie one. So uh, yeah, I think the Steelers would be best uh, suited playing picket right away, which is why I have Trubisky so low. I think to go against a little bit what Zach is saying about starting quarterbacks today, I think, you know, I know because of the analytics, a lot of people think I'm new school, but I'm, I merge the two. I merge the old school and the new school. And I think for me, unless you have a guy like a Mahomes, that's like an alien. I mean, and he's a rookie Pickett in the top 15. Like he was the but, first quarterback taken. Like I still he, think there's something guy. valuable in learning under a veteran, just the nuances of the game, how they prepare, how they attack the game, how they react to certain situations. I still think that's valuable learning. You can never learn too much, you know, and I think um, you also have to evaluate your situation as well as a team. Where are we today? Can we compete or not? I think there's something valuable that Kenny Pickett could gain from learning behind Mitch. And when the time is right, I think the time will be right for him to be the starting quarterback whenever that time is. Oh, we're not done. We got 27 through 21 coming right up. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.